Previously on, those were the days. Oh, I definitely Wait, I stopped it and found a YouTube video of the intro. <laughs> you start hearing the theme song to Elf, and like, I'm I'm now diving through the house. Go I for it. I completely forgot what a sex pot Laverne is. Because I want to know what kind of gentleman wakes up and says, you know what look good on me today? This is like weird pseudo Jetsons thing going on. That was not a small medallion. That was like almost Flavor Flav territory. And we used to do the dance. My sister and I used to do the schlemiel schlemazel like all the time. I remember that in the kitchen in our socks. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. everyone, and welcome to Those Were the Days, the show that talks about old TV with a new perspective. My name is Amy, and this week we're wrapping up Jumping the Shark. Uh, and we're going to do that by talking about one of my favorite shows, I Dream of Genie. More specifically, the two-part episode, oh lord, and I forgot the title of it, Killing It. Who's the? Who's going to be the bride? It's an, it's an ugly title. It's not good, is the problem. Anyway... <laughs> I wish I had done this better, and I wish I had some help in this episode. So, for my first wish, I'm going to wish that Steven was here. Okay, let me get this straight. A genie has to live in a bottle for years and years until she's let out and has a servant master. But she can leave that master at any time when she needs to go back to her family, who's an actually ruling body of a small country near Russia. They can do magic, but they don't have masters. Got it. Makes perfect sense. And I wish that Audie was here. Well, a barber had them 40 thieves. Sherizard had a thousand tails. But, Master, you're in luck, cuz up your sleeves, you gotta braid it. Wait, wait, wait. We've got our imaginary producer in my ear. What? Oh, I dream of Genie. Okay. And which episode? Oh, the two parter with the weird fake element. What was it? Um, adamantium? No. Tritanium? No. Unobtainium. Whatever. I'm sure one of you remembers. <laughs> and, of course, I wish for Travis. Uh, in the tradition of Basenji, I will now light this with my mouth. Wait, no. That's my other character. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I Dream of Jeannie, uh, the two-part episode, Guess Who's Going to Be a Bride. Um, so, a as we learned from Stephen, uh, <laughs> the premise of this show, in case you are somehow unfamiliar... Um, is that uh, astronaut Tony Nelson, uh, when he, he lands in his, uh, his little pod, lands off target, he winds up on a deserted island where he finds a bottle that contains a genie. Uh, genie instantly falls in love with him, and uh, you know he wishes to be rescued, which she does, and uh, also gets back in her bottle and rolls it into his bag and goes home with him. Now, the thing is, he spends a lot of this show trying to get rid of her. It's like, like <laughs> most of the run of the show, he is trying to get rid of her. Uh, nobody knows she exists with the exception uh, of Roger, who I love. Um, mm. And so here we are in the final season. And sort of like with Travis's episode, uh, the writing was kind of already on the wall. Um, but we've been through 
almost five years of them not being married. And standards and practices was having it no more. Nobody wanted this. <laughs> um, no one was interested in this storyline. But here we are. Um, so we talked last week about how important a killer opening theme song is. This one is iconic, as is the animation. Um, all right, boys. So what? like if I think back, like prior to streaming services if you had asked me which old tv i watched the most it would have been i dream of genie and uh bewitched those would be the shows that i'd be like no i know those those are those are my old tv shows uh what's your history with i dream of genie let's start with travis I remember I Dream of Genie, um, but I definitely would conflate. Uh, my my memory is very mixed with Bewitched. Um, yeah, t- they they occupy a very similar space in my brain. Um, but I I enjoyed watching it when I did. It was one of those uh, just fun sitcoms that would be on that I didn't really pay attention to, but I did at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like most young uh, heterosexual boys barbara eden was uh, a mm-hmm. conduit into manhood um, <laughs> for me <laughs> some people just grab at other people with barbara eden you know you know pick your poison six of one half somewhere. a dozen of the other yeah. <laughs> uh but uh, watching it um i it, it it did remind me of the the tone of the show i actually even went back and watched the uh the pilot episode um mm-hmm. Because I I was just very curious uh, how this blonde-haired, blue-eyed lady was a genie from somewhere near Russia. Uh, and when she comes out of the bottle in the in the pilot episode, she's speaking Persian, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, um, yeah. before he wishes that she spoke English. And then suddenly she speaks English, and there we go. We've got a show. Um, <laughs> uh, I also had a lot of fun in this episode I'll, we'll talk about later with some of the uh, the guest stars. Yes. <laughs> How about you, Stephen? Oh, I loved this show. Um, this show is like pairing Bewitched and I Dream a Genie together. I think they were running alongside each other for a long time on Nick at Night. And I, I watched both of them. Enough to be annoyed when Dick York was replaced by Dick Sargent and they went to color <laughs> on Bewitched. Like, that threw me. I'm like, I don't even like this guy. Who is he? I don't know who he is. Um, but yeah, I Dream of Genie. I loved Major Healy. I'm so glad mm-hmm. you mentioned him. He's my favorite <laughs> person on this show. And I don't know if it's just like he was less uppity, you know, yeah. than maybe Major Nelson was. Like, I just really loved Major Healy a lot. He was my favorite character on the show. And I was too young for Barbara Eden to truly be a conduit to manhood. <laughs> but watching it with adult eyes, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yep. <laughs> I now see ah, yes. uh, why people were so upset, why standards and practices may have had a close eye on this show uh, more than other shows. We'll put it that way. Sure. Uh, but no, love to be some I Dream of Genie. Really glad you picked this yeah. episode to close us out for Jumping the Shark. How about you, Adi? Yeah, this is one of those where I never watched it before, but I knew about it because of the... Again, this is one of those shows that's just a cultural zeitgeist. Everybody knows it because they know it. Um, The theme song, absolutely. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about the show, but if you asked me to hum the theme song, I could immediately do it, just because (laughs) reasons. Um, And I have been all day. Right? (laughs) Yep. Yep. But, I mean, this... this, Watching this came out of nowhere. I had... I did not remember Larry Hagman was... Uh, Captain Nelson at all like yeah. that threw me for a loop I was like holy heck he's young good lord <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun watching this like 
I could see all the gags and just, you know, and of course, Barbara Eden is Barbara Eden. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this was fun. So it, it's kind of like Amelia Bedelia for grownups, right? Um, because she <laughs> takes things extremely literally, which mm-hmm. is a yep. lot of the problem. Um, so this episode opens and she's talking to Roger, trying to figure out what to give her master for their fifth anniversary of him finding her bottle, um, which is not a euphemism. Is that what I they call think. it these days? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. Um, and uh, all right. So the elephant in the in the, the proverbial elephant in the room um, there's a lot of white guys in brown makeup in this episode and several words oh, yeah. that we do not mm. use in this the year of our Lord 2022. Mm. Um, so if you haven't watched the episode yet, just fair warning, there is some stuff. It, it was in the here. 60s and it was Hollywood and that's what they did then. And yeah, it right? it's not cool, no. No. but we're we're going to just go with it a little bit now. Um, so uh, suddenly out of nowhere, um, Jeannie's great uncle Suleiman shows up with his two dudes and <laughs> um, he is the Maharaja of Basenji. So Basenji is a kind of dog, in case you didn't know. Um, (laughs) It is a a dog breed um, from Africa that happens to be very popular in Egypt. And so I'm going to pretend that that's about as close as we've gotten to this. Um, And I... So the way these guys are dressed is um, a lot. Now, (laughs) what I... I give them the benefit of the doubt, especially because there's another character later. I give them the benefit of the doubt. It's because they are like Suleiman is a genie, right? So that's not mm-hmm. like a real person from the Middle East. That's Correct. it's a whole other thing. Um, and I like to pretend that that's true. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the so, story we're going with. Yeah, he rolls in and he's like, listen, I'm abdicating. You're going to be queen of Basenji, which is a breed of dog. And um, and th- and that's going to be great. And she's like, perfect. That's what I can give my master for our anniversary. A country. Which is, have you ever had somebody give you a gift that actually turns out to be like a job? Right? Like, you know, you know like how you don't give people pets? As a gift, right. because that's like a whole yeah. job. It's a similar thing we have going on here. And then we Your see... Dad uh, buys you a brand new lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> great, thanks. I appreciate thanks. it. Um, <laughs> so then uh, Major Nelson is coming home from... We don't know, wherever he was. Um, and what I love <laughs> about this is that some of our stock footage is still in black and white. Yeah. yeah notice that mm-hmm. uh so this because this show ran for 139 episodes 30 of them were in black and white that were later colorized the other 109 were in color um and, and so he's back and he's got an assignment to walk around the uh the ambassador of kasha which is a serial um <laughs> because they have the only uh the only refinable um, vein of finkilium. That's what it was. Finkilium. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. our MacGuffin for this episode is finkilium. 
Finkelium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, named after Roy Finkel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, what I like about this, right, is because Tony's like, I am not qualified for diplomatic missions. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And they're like, yeah, but we promised an astronaut would walk them around. <laughs> Be- because that's a, that's a great idea. That rang pretty true, honestly. <laughs> um, so the thing is that Kasha, which is a serial, shares a border uh, with Russia, Afghanistan, and a tiny emirate called Basenji. Of course it does. Um, so this is, this, then this immediately sets up our problem for the episode, um, because Uncle Suleiman and his two dudes are waiting, uh, for Tony in his office. And Tony's like, ah, that's the guy. That's the guy I gotta walk around. This is great. Um. Never, never asking if he is. Never confirming no. that. Just making never the assumption. Never noticing that he dresses like. The weird lady that's lived with him for five years. <laughs> um, you know, that's fine. As he's just being racist. He's like, ah, no, obviously. Look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what the are the is- chances, yeah. you know, that this would be in his office? So like, there's quality got- Roger here because Roger's outside the door and he knows that, you know, Tony is theoretically about to become Maharaja of Basenji. And <laughs> Roger's not going to keep it a secret. It's real good. Um, I forget if it's right here or later on when he's like, he says something about like, yeah, well, you'll have a harem and maybe you can get me one and then we can see. (laughs) He said that here. Yeah. It was great. Oh, it's so good. I did, I'd forgotten that Major Healy was kind of a player. Like, this is not the first time he references women. He's not. Like he does, like later he gets a bunch of letters. Mm-hmm. Um, he is fraternizing with people with whom he is not supposed to fraternize. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. But he says, "Have you ever tried to kiss a walrus?" And like, but he's not like he's not like a jerk about it. He's just no. Hey, look, you know, kissing a walrus. He had been in the Aleutian Islands for three whole weeks. <laughs> okay. Weeks. <laughs> Obviously, he has limits. Yeah. He's just, it's, you're right. There's an innocence to the way he approaches this, where it's just like, that's just a nice guy looking yeah. to have some company. But Sooner not like or later, a butthole. He's going to wind up getting married. And so he might as well, in the meantime, <laughs> mm-hmm. shop yeah. around. It's, it's perfect attitude. Just like, yeah. So the problem is that Kasha and Basenji are um, eternal and mortal enemies. And so. When mm-hmm. Tony pledges his undying allegiance to Kasha, thinking that this is what will get them the Finkilium uh, that they need for their rocket fuel, uh, Uncle Suleiman's like, oh, okay, sure. Are you sure? You're sure? Okay. Well, congratulations. Now you're a galley slave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After some general hijinks ensue. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. Dr. Bellows really gets the short end of the stick in this episode. I mean, this is always his thing, right? Is he's always the one that like sees something and nobody else sees anything weird. And they're like, well, did you see that? No, it's nothing. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's the Gladys Kravitz of this series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he gets beat up pretty hard. He winds up in the, um, in the wind tunnel. <laughs> it just rips his clothes to pieces. He's Which, having a day. By the way, they mentioned... He, Major Nelson mentions that that wind tunnel gets wind speeds of up to 2,000 miles an hour. And I was like, 
holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, a hurricane is like 150. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they needed to come up with some number that would result <laughs> in his clothes being ripped to shreds. Right. So one, they're just like, just pick one. One fifty will do that. <laughs> if you've been in a hurricane, you know. His little boxers on the bench there. I um, love Dr. Bellows. Oh, he's great. He's great. So, Tony's on this ship. We don't know where it's going. It doesn't matter. Um, and he is counting <laughs> out loud his rowing technique. Because, mm-hmm. um, as he explains to Jeannie when she shows up, uh, if he gets off, it messes up the other guys, and he mm-hmm. does not want yeah. to do that. You got to keep this it sync with that's everybody. One of, that's one of the jokes that actually had me chuckle mm-hmm. out loud. Like, there are very few that hit for yeah. me in either of these episodes, and that one did get yeah. me. I'm like, that's pretty <laughs> that good. Pretty mm-hmm. good. That's pretty, the delivery really nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like, Jeannie, get me out of here. Uh, and she's like, I... Oof. Mm, I would, I would love to, I would love to, um, but my uncle Suleiman did this, and his wishes are higher than my wishes, and like his magic is better than my magic, and like I, I'll, let me go talk to him. Yeah, you should do that. Thank you. Who knew so there was goes, a hierarchy of genie magic? Yeah, yep. yeah. So she goes to talk to him, and she's like, "Yeah, no, I'll, I'll let him out. Sure, I'll let him out if he promises to marry you." And uh, if he avenges the honor of Basenji. And she's like, great. No problem. (laughs) Sure thing. Can do. Um, Well, Suleiman finds out that the ambassador from Kasha is at the base. And he's like, this is perfect. Um, So... It, Tony is tasked with killing the ambassador, and hilarity ensues with a lot of bladed weapons that appear yeah. from nowhere, <laughs> which is kind of great. Um, like, all of a sudden, he's pointing with a sword. He goes to shake the guy's hand, and there's, like, a dagger. And he's like, ah, here, a ceremonial letter opener <laughs> for you. Um, which the dude looks at it, and it says, made in Basenji, and he throws yeah. it in the trash. That was great. Um, so Suleiman's... <laughs> watching from the trash and this whole thing and so finally like the the ambassador is like ah, the, enough is enough i'm out of here i'll see you later so tony's fed up with uncle sully and he slams the lid on the trash can and he's like listen i wouldn't marry her if she were the last genie on earth yeah well it's not sully that's in the trash can is it no it's nope. genie how could when did you, that Tony? switcheroo happen, though? Like, I don't, I don't remember no seeing. It was was that just the plot demands that like yes. Genie is yes. now yes. in the trash can I, I think, for no reason? I think maybe right because we do see the trash can appear in the space room, which we assume that Suleiman was the one that popped in there to keep stuff going, mm-hmm. but we don't actually know. But yeah, he, I mean, he was moving that. Better. Trash can around, kept bumping into whatever blades got put back in the trash can. Yeah, <laughs> it's dangerous in here. Mm-hmm. You know? Stop, stop <laughs> manifesting blades. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, my favorite manifestation of his during that though was the pit of tigers. Yeah, in the wind inside tunnel. of the wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, which first of all, opening <laughs> the wind tunnel the as like 
No, look, look, it's a wind tunnel. Fantastic, excellent mm-hmm. part of the tour. Thanks. I love that it, the the visual effects on that were just amazing. We're just gonna <laughs> mat like yep. a National Geographic <laughs> shot of a tiger yeah. in the wind tunnel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's perfect. I think that if memory well, serves, that's not the that's like a, a not uncommon gag. I believe. Oh, no. I think and stuff it, shows sure. up in the. It's wind not tunnel. like the TV televisions at the time had the high fidelity that you would really recognize a difference that much yeah it's also yeah it's true (laughs) um so he's so she's like all right well um screw you then i'm gonna go be queen uh (laughs) goodbye forever and she blinks out tony is distraught uh, he and Roger run home. He's got flowers for Jeannie, mm-hmm. and he can't find his keys. Uh, he sits. He's got her bottle on the table, and he and he leans over and he's apologizing. And he's like, "I didn't mean it. I just I was fed up with your uncle, and I'm sorry." And 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 uh, he's like, "Wait, her bottle's empty." And then he um, looks in, and there's a note, and he gives it to Roger to read because he just cannot. And he's like, well, I think she really left you this time. End of episode. Heck of an end of episode. Mm -hmm. That's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. Crushing. Right? You know? I was, like, kind of upset. I was like, huh. But, I mean, you as a TV viewer know that you've got, like, however many episodes a season. Like, Well, we know that now. I I wonder, though, what people in, like, you know, 60, whatever, nine or whenever this was, I think it was 1969. That had to have been a bit of a shock to just end the episode like that. Yeah. I'm just, I, you know, like the TV guide says it's on next week. So, (laughs) you know, you're probably all right. Um, one thing I wanted to address, we kind of brushed past major Healy was going to poison the ambassador from Kasha. Like, Oh yeah. No, and that was another thing that I think got blinked in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was just like a uh-huh. cup. That, that came from Suleiman. Well, the guy, Suleiman, gives him the cup, and he's like, give this to him. And it's like this bubbling yeah. concoction. Maybe you're like, okay, <laughs> no problem. Sure. That sounds perfect. You're trying to murder him, but, I mean, maybe this is just soda, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it burns the burns Major Healy's shoe, all the <laughs> yeah, pieces. No. Uh, but I just was stunned. I'm like, Major Healy didn't even think. But that's fitting to his character. Yeah. You know, he's mm-hmm. the bumbling sidekick. Yep. I was just still shocked. He's going to poison a dude. Okay. <laughs> that would have gone over real well. Yeah. Fine. Um, Alaska <laughs> would have been the least of his worries. Uh, yeah. Right. It's been a big problem. Um, so the part two starts with a recap of, of what happened in episode one. Mm-hmm. And... So once he realizes that Jeannie is gone, he tries to talk, like he and Roger try to talk him into, this is great. This is exactly what you've wanted. This is what you've been trying for four seasons to do. Yeah. Is like, get her to not be a problem anymore. Um, Which, uh, before we get too much further, uh, in season two, there was an episode in which um, Tony learns that, if a genie gets married, they lose their powers. Ooh. And he winds up thinking that this is a solution because now she will not be able to perform magical hijinks. And there's a whole thing where 
some some other magical creature shows up and and shows Jeannie their future if they do this and it's a whole thing and so they wind up not getting married. Um, that whole thing gets ignored completely. If you but but if you read about this show, you quickly realize that they didn't care about their continuity no. or their background <laughs> because it changes yeah. constantly anyway yeah. like and by the time we got to here like i said the writing was on the wall this is mm-hmm. we're just let's just wrap it up kids we're <laughs> out of here we're done here um and so so now he he's like this this is great and then he starts checking the empties under the sink <laughs> to make sure that she didn't just pick Get another bottle box. Because she can do that, right? That's been an established thing where she just can blop in one bottle or another bottle or whatever, right? Am I misremembering I that? I feel like she's gotten to another bottle before. I feel like, she yes, that has happened, but I didn't watch enough episodes and I don't have a good enough memory to know for sure. <laughs> I appreciate you agreeing with me one way or the other, Travis. Either uh, way, th- I, there is an abundant amount of bottles in this house this particular episode for them well, to Well, I mean, because you, you got to take well, them down to the packy to get your deposit back. So yeah. it's not like you just put yeah. them out every other week in the bins. you got to take it's them down. It's 1969. Like, they He's didn't been have gone. as many. They still had their potato chips in tin cans. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> we're not it's at true. the age, the plastic age yet, you know? <laughs> I mean, we're there, but not yeah. as prolific. Um. And so he gets Roger to also go check bottles. Um, the number of bottles, like a vaguely genie-ish bottles, your narrow-necked, wide-bottom bottles and other vessels in this house, is um, it's high. So he starts looking at them. The best is like, he's like, eats mints out of a tin. He's checking <laughs> the couch cushions. Yo. <laughs> like... where, where all the, uh, the, the big... Uh, bin where all of the umbrellas are and everything yeah. dumps that out, dumps looks them out. i um, really love that they dumped out the the peppermint tin because yeah. it made me go oh this is what the generation before me really just had tin cans full because my grandma always had that yeah, and now i'm like major heel major nelson is a middle-aged gentleman and he's got mints in a can it's just mm-hmm. what they did they do. and also i took note of his decor like, mm-hmm. we can't go very far without discussing yeah. the problems with 1960s-era coloring mm-hmm. and early early 70s. Like, green carpet, wooden yeah, everything, good. yellow, just <laughs> green and yellow everywhere. Like, And then that one, did you guys notice the one bright blue chair someone just yes. sat in the foyer? Mm-hmm. Like, didn't match anything it was like a space age chair it's like genie brought that with her when she came in like look at this magic chair he got it from nasa it's just space chair what prop guy sat that there and with this will not cause any inappropriate contrast at all it's the prop guy that did it when they were in black and white and didn't think about it when they got to color (laughs) yeah Yeah. just let it go that is not they're so used to seeing it Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they did know. use a lot of bright blues and black and white because oh, yeah. it wasn't about the color of something; it was about the shade they were going to get. Yeah, right. So maybe it could be something to that, Audie. Thank you for uh, making that make sense because I was struggling. You're welcome. I see. I have a weakness for some mid-century modern, so mm. <laughs> I don't hate it as much as I probably like empirically should. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like the blue it's, chair. I just didn't think just it made sense no, with the doesn't. rest of the decor. No. Shag carpet though can go. Right out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's crunchy after a yeah, few it's years. Because <laughs> if you if you if you grew up in the eighties, like many of us did here, um, someone you knew had shag carpet in their basement. Oh yeah, which was oh, not a place yeah. that you ever wanted shag in the first place. Mm-hmm. And by no. the eighties, it was not. It was not a good time. No, walking around here and you go. What is that? Those are chips from 1973. Don't even worry about it. It's a miracle any of us got this far, honestly. Yeah. Oh, boy. We can Um, survive anything. We made it through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. We're good. Um, One of the places he looks is in the ketchup bottle, which explodes in his face. (laughs) That was a great gag. It was and a great, so committed. wonderfully this, this one... telegraphed gag, too. Like, I yeah, saw it right. coming, oh, yeah, you know. and I'm like, oh, yeah. Just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he gets his hand stuck in, I believe, a Coke bottle. Um, or it's the ketchup bottle. I don't know, whatever. He's got his hand stuck in it, and he's yelling for Roger to come help him. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Dr. Bellows has shown up um, to ask them to, like, come on, come back. We're going to fix this. Come on back. Let's <laughs> fix this. Um, and Tony, not thinking, salutes, smacks himself in the forehead with the bottle and passes out. That was Can my favorite one-two punch oh. gag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, the thing that stood out to me, and I couldn't help but notice it, is that when he walks into the room, there's no longer ketchup all over his eyes. Yeah. It's been cleared uh-huh. out. To the point where you could tell that he put on safety goggles and then they splattered it in his face. Because it's a perfect outline of a set of like construction worker safety goggles. And then he could take it off and he's just got it like right where it wouldn't be. It was perfect. I felt like a detective. Like I know how they did that. I can watch. I'm a splatter, splatter scientist. Look at me. I know how this works. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and so they're clear. He's clearly unhinged. Everything's a mess. They they bring him in, and they're like, "Look, you you made such a mess out of this. We can't even make fuel. You know what? You're going to Alaska to watch for satellites, and Roger's going with you because oh, it's Roger. He just he, I'm sure he did something. <laughs> That's fine. He did almost poison a man. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose we did. We did cover that. Um. <laughs> meanwhile. In Basenji, which is a kind of dog. Um, Jeannie is very sad because she misses her master, who she loves, who she has loved for like five years, and, and she misses him. And she's finally like, well, our, I mean, fine. Like, I, let's just do this, I guess. Like, great. I'll get married. I'll be queen. And everything will be great. I don't need no man except for the husband that I have to marry. It's fine. Um. And so they're going to do the riddle of the box, which, uh, guess what's in the box? Mary Jeannie. Get it wrong, get beheaded. <laughs> it's a great game. Big stakes. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite Basinji game shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, in an igloo somewhere in the Aleutian Islands, three weeks later, um, the boys are having a time. It's cold. <laughs> They're like igloos are much nicer than that, but and not that cold. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so he's he's got uh, Roger has gone to get the mail. He's like, also, I set up dates for us. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, but I've got the mail. And so Roger's Roger's got like 
four letters from different women. And uh, and then there's a, a letter from Dr. Bellows for Tony. And great, great. We're, we're being recalled. We're going to be on the Apollo 14 mission. Yeah. We're back, baby. Go to Cocoa mm-hmm. Beach. Um, but he also gets a, I did Jeannie. So like this, I, he gets a message also about how the 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 lead, the queen of Basenji is going to be choosing a husband and getting married, and mm-hmm. and it's going to happen on Wednesday. So like, I, I, did Jeannie send him this? I couldn't figure out where that came from. I, I there guess was no, it somehow. Yeah, it was weird. I like to think it was Jeannie, right? It's like sending your ex your your wedding your your like engagement announcement. You're like, <laughs> I'm doing great, thanks. Yeah, I don't even Eat think about butt. you <laughs> that I sent this to you in Alaska, where I, I didn't know you were. Don't also, even worry a, a, about apparently it. the punishment for nearly killing an ambassador from a small country is three weeks in the Aleutian Islands, and then well, yeah, it was you're supposed fine. to come on be back. six months, but because they were able to get. The Finkillium from, mm, from an unknown source. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was it Genie? I'm going to pretend it's Genie. I'm going to pretend this is all way deeper than it is <laughs> and not a lot of writers on cocaine going, <laughs> make this work. <laughs> it's fine. Genie's really, really super smart and she's just been hiding it all these yeah. years. Pulling the strings behind the scenes, blinking yeah. stuff. Um, Thank you for the space program, Jeannie. Um, <laughs> so this is it. Tony has got to go get her because he loves her. He's always loved her. He cannot let her marry somebody else. He cannot live without her. I'm going. And Roger's like, we're, we, we, we're not going to, by the time we get back, it's going to be too late. And he's like, we're not going back. I'm just going, guys. I'm going to steal United States Air Force property. And fly it to the Middle East over Russia. Yeah. And it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, which Rogers a couple of times when it's great. Like, he's like says goodbye to all of his girls. <laughs> goodbye career. <laughs> At one point when they're en route, he's like firing squad. Help me out. Anybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so they do notice that that they are flying over Russia, which is not good. Um, no, especially not in no, the 1960s. No. Or right. now. Or the yeah, 80s. back then Russia was the bad guys. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. back then? There was like a brief period of time. <laughs> there was a brief period of time when it was exclusively people in the Middle East, but we're back to Russia now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hollywood is like, phew, because we've got a lot of costumes already. We do not want to <laughs> yeah. do this again. So if they just waited hats. a few years to make Red Dawn, they would have been, like, remake it, they would have been fine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. switch countries, you know. Um, <laughs> so the the day of the riddle has arrived, and there are no suitors because, I mean, Barbara Eden's hot, but is she beheaded if you guess what's in, if you don't guess what's in the box? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that anyone's hot that's enough saying, for right? me to. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's like, a beheading part. If it's life or death of a loved one, maybe. Sure, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, but uh, I also... risk 
risk beheading, maybe get some strange. I don't... Mm. <laughs> no. Also, also appreciated that Basenji didn't try to make any other people blonde or blue-eyed to fit in with Genie at all. No. No, they just grabbed oh, whoever no. they could off the street and put them in costume. Yeah. yeah. I Including will, I the did... guy who played the ambassador from Casa <laughs> the last episode. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the ambassador from Kasha was wearing a suit and a turban, and the turban was still very shiny, but <laughs> at least it was not all the beads. Right, yeah. The everything. It's okay. <laughs> so Tony shows up, and he's like, I'm doing the thing. I want to marry her. I'm, I'm doing it. And they're like, okay, but you, we're going to cut your head off if you're wrong. He's like, I don't care. I love Jeannie. Bah, bah, bah. And she's like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Great. Um, so he guesses that it's an ingot of Finkillium. That was a good all, guess. I, and they're all like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> now, we never find out what's in the box. It nope, could nope. have been. My thought was, like, when I watched it through the first time, I'm like, oh, well, Jeannie's just going to blink an ingot of Finkillium in there, and yeah. then he'll be right. No, no, he goes to be beheaded. Um, And then she blinks him away at the last second. And she (laughs) tells her uncle, listen, I'm not going to be queen. I'm going home with my master. That's how it's going to be. We're going home. Blink. Um, Blink. And so (laughs) so Tony's, you know, back in his house, right? And he's like, because he was about to the axe was about to come down mm-hmm. um and uh she blinks back into his arms which was really cute um mm-hmm. and she's like you love me which <laughs> 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 that's a good one i'm a fan mm-hmm. of that um yeah, that worked and he's like i gotta get i gotta get to nasa can you can you i can you blink me in that i gotta get to nasa and she goes with him Nobody knows she exists, right? And she's like, he's like, oh, you're here and we're here. And uh, your dress is uh, weird. Um, fix that. And she's like, oh, yeah. It's cutest little shirt dress, mini skirt thing. And he's like, yeah, that's that's fine. It, it could not have been shorter. <laughs> no, no, it was no. impossible for impossible. it. If she sits on some bleachers, she's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> um. And and so uh, Dr. Bellows and I don't know who, I forget who the other guy. The general. Actually, the general was there, right? He's like, oh, this is um, my fiance. Jeannie doesn't know this. Jeannie figures, you know, he was just doing it to get her bet, whatever. We don't need to, we don't need to mess up the status quo. But no, no, they're engaged. And then they realize that they forgot, Ro- they forgot Roger <laughs> back in Basenji, which is a kind of dog. And uh, she's like, get Roger. Like, because they're like, where's Roger? You know, we, oh, we just got in, mm-hmm. you know. He's like, weren't you over Russia? No. <laughs> no. Obviously not. We're here. Presumably the plane is still. I was going to say, the plane's still there. Pisenji. But yep. don't even worry about it. Um, and so he's like, bring back, bring back Roger. So he brings back, she brings back Roger, who was about to get his head cut off. That poor axe being, man. For being Roger. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get any satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And so Roger immediately tries to hide Jeannie, right? Because as far as he knows, <laughs> protocol is she doesn't exist. Right. It's like, no, 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 this is his fiance. I thought you knew her. It's like, oh, yeah, new haircut. I didn't. <laughs> and so then the general's like, well, they've been gone for three weeks. I'm sure that Major Nelson wants to greet his fiance properly. <laughs> Yeah. Standards mm-hmm. and practices, you. <laughs> Look. I um, got rules. Yeah. And so, like, the, the general and Dr. Bellows go walking down the hall talking about, like, you know, uh, this, this is going to be good for him. You know, he'll this will this will this will level him out. Right. He'll be dependable and even keeled. Meanwhile, uh, Jeannie blinks them out. They turn around and they're gone. And Dr. Bellows loses his mind. <laughs> He's like, they couldn't have been gone that fast. I don't know where they went. Ba ba ba. End of episode. I just, yep. The end of. The, I didn't really notice this until the very end, but Dr. Bellows has a British accent. Like, he, yeah. he has a non rotic way of speaking. He lets his R's kind of just mm-hmm. fall over there. Why? <laughs> is he British man, or is this just classically trained acting in 1969? It's, it's NASA, yes, but we can't give him answer. a German accent? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's Project Paperclip. I, I, I don't know. Weirded don't know. me out a little bit. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't know that I have. It's just that it's that upper class thing mm. mm-hmm. which is funny because he's from Coity brooklyn Floridians. new york like it's not like he's from some other country he's american oh wow he's just putting on airs <laughs> everyone in the show was american a doctor yeah mm-hmm. let's, yeah, let's be real he's, he's everyone to play a intelligent man sure yeah. but everyone in the show is american including you know the maharaja of basenji which is a kind of dog um <laughs> did so so who who amongst you realized who that actor was bef- uh during no. the episode, and did you get my joke? Uh, I got your joke because I, I got your joke it after. Like, because it was you said it. Yeah, yeah it was Jackie yeah. Coogan. Jackie Coogan. Mm-hmm. Uncle, Fester. Uncle Fester played Suleiman, mm-hmm. and it was during the second episode where I'm like, that face behind <laughs> that bad uh, that that bad facial hair looks familiar to me. See, I had that feeling the whole time too, and then. I saw his name, Jackie Coogan. I was like, why does that sound so stinking familiar? familiar? And then I looked him up. I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah, Yeah. we had Jackie Jackie Coogan playing Suleiman, and Frank Duvall played uh, Amir uh, Hamed El-Yachman. Yeah. So these people were not what you... They're not Middle Eastern new uh, actors. (laughs) Well, that's unfortunate. No, Frank Frank Duvall was born in West Virginia. Is he? Okay. And uh, yeah, it, is it me, or were the only actually brown people in this episode in the slave galley? And the uh, very first guy instead sure. of a that very first yeah, guy she blinked. Guy. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the tie. Yeah, that was that a joke. One, that, that one got me. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, tie we're guy. gonna get right into it, aren't we? <laughs> we're, we're gonna blink in yeah. a tie guy. Yeah, tie guy, and then and then Roger said. It's like half of a Siamese twin. I was like, "Oh, oh my!" I was like, "No, God. no, I, I, that, I did." Holy I glossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not great. Um, so I have a funny like, story about I Dream of Genie that's like super tangential, um, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, <laughs> so one of my um, 
one of my mom's friends. Her name is Ginny. Uh, her American name is Ginny. She's from Taiwan. And so she was working on an American base in, it must have been the late 70s, early 80s, right? And so then you had to have an American name if you were working on the base. Right. Um, and so they asked her what her American name, what, you know, what she wanted her American name to be. And she said Ginny. And so I forget how the real story came out. I think my mom was like just asking her, you know, how she picked her name or whatever. And she said it was because she 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 wanted this the name of the pretty lady from the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to be Jeannie. But she like mm. because of the way the language works, like she actually cannot hear a difference between Ginny and Jeannie. Ah. So she she told them her name was Ginny. So I thought that's that was like very cute that that was going to be her American name, and I was like, "Oh, that's that pretty that's good." I have to admit, I before before watching this, I never paid any attention to the fact that her name was Jeannie, the way it was spelled to yep. be like the, a name Jean E. And in fact, all female genies are named Jeannie, including her evil fraternal twin sister, who is yep. Barbara mm-hmm. Eden in a brown wig. This show is a lot. <laughs> Again, the this, backgrounds yeah, in on. this in this show were were very much like mix and match. Just go with whatever you feel like. Because at the start of it, she was a human that became a genie because she was cursed by a jinn. When yeah. she refused to marry him, he put her in the bottle for two thousand years. Yeah. Um, but then, and like for the first couple of seasons, I was reading like they very much made it where. She had magical powers, but her family did not, uh, Mm -hmm. which her family apparently was still alive 2,000 years later. Um, But then... Without magic. Amazing. Right. And and all of that. But but then now here, it's her great uncle is also a genie and can do magic. Yeah. uh, With his, you know, his uh, six foot seven bodyguards that he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I, so part of the problem, right? So part of the reason that they wanted them to get married was because of Bewitched, because um, Samantha and Darren were married, and mm-hmm. that was the whole thing. And mm-hmm. like when you look at how good Samantha's family is in Bewitched, which we will definitely get to at some point, mm-hmm. right? Like because mm-hmm. her mother is incredible, her uncle, yes, is mm-hmm. just perfection. Um, yep. And so I think that, like, part of it is like, oh, well, more magic is more better for the, but it's, for the walls. It, it's that thing where they retcon in all this stuff about, you know, her always having magic and the family having magic and her evil yeah. twin sister and all that. And then when they made the movie uh, I Dream of Jeannie 15 years later that came out, uh, they went back to the original story. So yeah. Like they couldn't even keep their stories, their retcons straight. They were retconning their retcon. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, which I kind of, I mean, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I do kind of like going back to the original a little bit in that, you know, because like at some point you're just changing stuff just to yeah fill mm-hmm. 26 minutes. I think you're missing that this was the original multiverse. Uh, <laughs> you think we're seeing all one timeline yeah. and one universe. No, <laughs> this is mix and match, you know. That's fair. So... Yeah, well, every blink is a different universe. <laughs> it branches every time you blink. Well, so happens when you screw with reality. We haven't even discussed the great TV event that is the belly button law uh, that this show brought about. You mm-hmm. know, because this is one of the pieces of trivia that showed up. You remember Nick at Night? 
They would have these commercials, and the commercials would be like, this is a cool fact about this old show or whatever. And I used to love this one, that Barbara Eden's belly button could not be shown on screen Mm -hmm. because that would be too lewd, and she'd get fined when it happened. Because I think there was like one or two episodes where her belly button was out, and they were like, no, no, no. I mean... To me, we went from Laura Petrie and Dick Van Dyke got to wear pants. You know, that was mm-hmm. a fight. Oh, now yeah. we're fighting for belly buttons, but we're losing <laughs> that battle. You know, what would the people who ran Standards and Practices in 66 think about today's television? They'd just pass out dead. <laughs> they know, would not make it through the first episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. They would definitely, by, at least by the end, they're mm-hmm. over. You know, or they'd they talk would... to like, what show is Naked and Afraid? That title can't even be in the, in the show. <laughs> no, just, be, just be aneurysm after aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> just be dropping like flies. Grabbing their pearls until yeah. they choke themselves <laughs> to death. Um, so this is I I did I did pick this because it does show up on the on the list of things of jumping the shark, um, and it is technically the wedding episode that they list, but the wedding episode is like not, it like it's just a wedding episode. Like there's nothing particularly <laughs> like this is weird and. There's a lot that happened in this episode. The wedding one, like, they just get mad. Like, hilarity ensues because you can't photograph a genie. Um, <laughs> nice. So that That's gets good. fun. There's a lot of stuff where, uh, so, no, which nobody liked that episode. Like, the people that made it, they hated doing it. Um, Barbara Eden only liked it because genie uh, gets around the photography issue by blinking in um, the mannequin that they were using to hold her wedding dress um, to take her place. Like she animates the mannequin to look like her so that they can take pictures. Um, and she, okay. so she basically walks like a robot down the aisle. And so she thought that was fun. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not a great. And like nothing happened, right? Because I'd read the thing about like, Oh, genies lose their powers. And so I was like waiting for that, right? Like for them to like, kiss at the end of the wedding and then she suddenly no she's fine she did and then she this early to in do wacky stuff for the rest of the season um <coughs> yeah so that's i dream of genie jumping the shark by uh and then she does still call him master after they get married and that's just kinky it's standards and practices where were you on mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it it's one of those where this fits like all the definitions of jumping the shark. Like yeah. it's a change yeah. in the show's quality. It's weird and just out of place. Like they're going to get married. All right. Oh, she's got family. And I don't remember if Basenji was ever mentioned before this episode. Cause this, these are it the might only have two, been, but I'm sure they used a different name. It might've yeah. been, but these, <laughs> these were the only two episodes that Jackie Coogan was in. So yeah. her uncle didn't show up until now as the Maharaja of Basenji, which is a type yep. of dog. Yes, I still um, love that he has to abdicate, and we get no reason why. It's like, yeah, okay. he just yeah. decided to. He just I was think. like, I'm done. Yeah, like, I'm tired. especially watching it now after seeing the crown and all the crap that went on in England with that, and you're like, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just abdicating. Whatever. I mean, if he's a genie and theoretically immortal, yeah, I would just yeah, get tired just of being in charge after a while, right? Like, I'd be like, sure. yeah, that was a good. 600 years i'm gonna go do something else now see you later (laughs) 
Um, Why not just let the huge tall guy be king for a while? Let him be yeah. Maharaj. Yeah, just have hand a good time. it off. You know, you can blink him away if you if you want it back. You know, yeah. Like oh yeah, you suck. Um, My turn. So yeah. Real quick though, we did mention how everyone in the episode is white. Um, yeah. Even mm-hmm. the people from Basenji and Kasha. Yeah. However, they at least did not try to affect any accents, and I give no. them some credit yes. there. Uh, Jackie yes. Coogan just sounded like Jackie Coogan. Yes. And like the the big tall dude was just he just sounded like somebody from New York, mm-hmm. so I was I was glad about that. Yeah, you think they did that for the social justice aspect or just because no. that no takes hell no. extra work? Yeah, okay. It's just a lot of work. Like, something tells me they weren't like we must respect the other cultures. Let's not use our. our I'm pretty sure the actions. first thirty seconds of the show kind of really put a <laughs> stamper on that one. Oh yeah, like I'll give them the Alaska people. part because it like. We don't use that word, but it's okay, yeah, yeah. I guess. But um, <laughs> so the one thing about this, right, is because now that now that people people outside of Tony and Roger know about Jeannie, is that like basically the rest of the season is Jeannie finally interacting with all of these other people, <laughs> which gets wild. Um. So yeah, what did we think? How where where do we land on this? Who's got an opinion? What do we think? About- I mean, it was. I still, I love I Dream of Genie. I mean, yeah, this this episode is not strong, uh, and I'm sure every episode <laughs> that comes after this was not strong. It sounds like you had a similar problem with me uh, with Laverne and Shirley. How it's like this episode's before it sucks, but it still kind of sucks. You know? <laughs> this, is, this is before it got bad. But I, you know, I'll always have a soft spot for this show. And I, I would, if it was on TV and I was just sitting there eating, eating chips, you know, I'd let it play. Sure. Yeah. I had, I had fun with it regardless of the fact that it was, it wasn't as good as I remembered other episodes being, but I still like, it was enjoyable. Uh, and, yeah. and honestly, I mean, you're uh, like Bill Daly is as, Major Healy is the hero of this episode. He's just so good. Yeah, yeah. he carries this episode so hard. I love Miss Major Healy. He's the best. Yeah, I dug it. It was fun to actually watch an episode of I Dream of Jeannie and actually focus on it. Um, I don't think I'll watch any more intentionally, but that's what I say with every show because we've got too much junk to watch anyways. Too much. much. But again, if it's on and I can watch it, I would. So that wraps up Jumping the Shark. Woo woo! Which nice. was a minefield of a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good one. Yeah. Um, so now, um, we are well and truly into the spooky season. Mm-hmm. And so what what better way to celebrate the spooky season than to do spooky spooky TV? Ooh, um, and yes. so starting next week, that's our topic. The next few topics uh, we've decided on because... It's our show, and we can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Travis, we'll you... ask for help when we need it, but yeah, you don't need much help yeah. right now. It's okay. No. Yeah, we're good. Um, Trav, you've got the helm next week. What is our first Halloweeny offering? So, our first spooky episode, we are going to uh, check out the adventures of one Michael Knight and Kit the car. Yes. It is an episode of called Halloween Night. Spelled with a K, because <laughs> every like three quarters of the episode titles have night in them in some way, some pun on night. <laughs> so it will be Night Rider. It is uh, it is season 
three, episode five, I believe. Um, I have to check my notes again. Yes. Season three, episode five, uh, called Halloween Night. And it is available I've never on watched an episode of Knight Rider. I'm, oh. I'm ready for this. Oh, you're you're in for a treat. It is available nice. to stream on Netflix. So yes. it's very easy to find. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait. Uh, oh. this was I had um if you remember Big Wheels. Um, yeah. yep. I had oh, yeah. a Knight Rider Big Wheel. Yes. And I was I so would jealous ride of that, that one. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> it had the handbrake on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the the house that we were living in at the time was in uh, the downtown area, and I rode it up and down our block, and it was just the solid plastic wheels. And so all you heard <laughs> was that sound on concrete up and down the block yeah. all day on the sidewalk. While, while you're sitting there humming, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. Oh, yeah. Doo-doo. Oh, I loved it I, all the time. Anybody else <laughs> picture Tiny Travis still with the beard, though? Yeah, he's still <laughs> got the beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. This is perfect. Um, anyway, um, if you want to get in contact with us, because I have a feeling that uh, nobody did, and we wish that you would, <laughs> um, you can tweet us at those at those days show. You can email us at those were the days show at gmail.com, maybe? Correct. Yes. Look at that. And you are also correct in that we got no responses this week. So send us emails. Dang we want to hear from you. Talk to us people. about old TV. Um, cringe with us about jokes that shouldn't have been made in 1969, let alone ever. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're um, a fan of the Discord, uh, net slash Discord will put you in our Discord server where we post forum posts. Yeah. About each of these episodes, you can give us your thoughts there and hang out at the same time. I know yeah. you work a computer job where you sit there all day. Yeah. Get in the Discord. <laughs> yes. yes, you're not doing anything else. Get in here. You're not. You're not working. <laughs> uh, Browsing Reddit. Get in the Discord. Yeah. It's much more so, fun in the Two Dorks Discord. I promise you. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next week, Night Rider, Halloween night. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, in the meantime, uh, for me, for Travis, for Audie, and for Steven, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.